0: going to turn in our Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We've been working our way through this great short book of the Bible toward the end and we've noted that John is writing this late in the game of the New Testament age of the time of the apostles and that he is the last living apostle and he knows that. Uh, Peter and Paul and others are long gone. They've been gone for decades now and John has recently written his gospel uh, account of the life of Christ it's different from Matthew Mark and Luke in complete agreement with them but with a special emphasis on some of what he talks about here in this passage this morning I titled it Christ the Antichrist and the Antichrist with the s on the end the mini Antichrist so John says in chapter 2 verse 18 children remember he's said that before uh, everybody's a child to, to old john uh, everybody's young to john but it's more the expression of his heart this is his family the church is his family and he is the patriarch now, all the other apostles are gone he is the great patriarch of the church and he says children it is the last hour now what in the world did john mean by that well there's several possibilities One possibility is uh, that he really believes the second coming of Christ is soon and that it's all going to wrap up together and you'll see all these events happen. And that's been taken that way by some. And if that was the case, then John's a little bit wrong. And it's not as soon as he thought. And he was in error, in a sense, when he wrote that. So I don't buy that. I, I would struggle with that. The other would be to say it's not the end of the church age, but it is the beginning of the church age, and the church age is the last hour. Everything between the first coming and the second coming of Christ is the last hour. It's the last stage. It's the last chapter of what God would do, and it would go on for a long time, but this was the last big push, and all the Old Testament history is now behind, and and now is the push to take the, the message to the nations, as you just sang about a few minutes ago. This third possibility, and this may not be what John had in mind when he wrote this, but it is what really is the outworking of what he's talking about here, and that it's his last hour, and it's the last hour of the apostles, uh, because when John is gone, in a few years probably, but not very long away, when he's gone, uh, that apostolic age would be over and the church would have to look not to a new theology not 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 to another doctrinal statement but they would have to look to another generation of leaders and whether that's what John means here or not it's what he is conveying by the whole of the letter he's quite concerned that the church be doctrinally solid for the future it's a great concern a burden of his heart as it should be for our own and you and I are constantly charged in the church with passing the faith to our children and our children's children so that the gospel will go forward. Uh, it's essential that we not only pass along the faith so that people make decisions for Jesus, as we would say, in the Baptist world, uh, but that there are leaders that will guide the next generation. Uh, I am blessed every day to work with our staff and just the the solid group of guys that Boy, the the caliber of people the Lord is raising up and the next generation of church leaders is a blessing to me, an encouragement to me. But John says, Children, it's the last hour. And just as you have heard that Antichrist, without an S at the end, the Antichrist is coming, and you have to study a lot of New Testament passages to. And get a handle on that and talk about eschatology in the end times and we're not going to do all of that this morning but there is a central character to the end times the end of time uh, the antichrist who has a dramatic role in the tribulation and things that some of you have studied but john says but even now many antichrists have appeared and from this we know that it is the last hour John's words come to me almost like one of those coaches now in football season that's getting the team ready to go out on the field. And he's really saying to the church, Church, you've got to take this to the nations, but as you go, you you must know and you must be prepared for the reality is there will be false teachers. There will be erroneous doctrine and some of those doctrines are crucial. And what you do with those Will make all the difference in whether you are truly saved in Christ or not. And so he says, it's, it's the last hour. It's serious time, John is saying to the church. They went out from us, these antichrist plural, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. It's an interesting note, a note we must make here. Uh, he's not talking about. Uh, the Hindus of India or some strange uh, ethnic religions in Africa or the Americas that are out there beyond John's knowledge. He's not, he's talking about what has gone out of Christendom of that day. He says, we have seen false teaching come out from among us and, and those that were once a part of us out there operating in the world with erroneous doctrine and spreading that. So he says, they went out from us, But they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they were not. They are not all of us. Uh, You could get into a, a huge doctrinal debate here about whether or not these that went out from them, that John's concerned about, whether they were real Christians who lost their salvation and drifted over the mark. Our Arminian and Wesleyan friends would say, that's what happened. They, they were solid and they walked away from that. The Reformed churches and the Baptist churches, our friends in those circles would say, no, they never had the real thing. And I would agree with that crowd. They went out, but what they had was a pretense of genuine faith in Christ. And John says, their going out is the proof of that. Because if they had the real thing in Christ they would have never departed from the Christian faith. They would have never entered into these false doctrines. The reform movement talked about the perseverance of the saints. And John is really affirming that here. Uh, The saints, the real saints, the true believers do persevere. That doesn't mean they just survive. That means they stand strong in the true Christian faith all the way through to the end. And so he says they went out. But they were counterfeits. Uh, something was wrong in them all along. And they're going out and their false teaching is just the verification of that reality. Verse 20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. There's something about your life that the hand of God is on it. it comes to you from the Holy One. Who is the Holy One? Well, the Holy One uh, is jesus according to john's other writings john records for us a story in which peter is interacting with jesus and a number of people because jesus is turning up the heat about commitment and people are because of that leaving and he turns to the disciples and asks them what are they going to do and peter says we're not going to leave we're with you john six sixty nine. peter says we have believed And have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So John, in his other book, says the Holy One is Jesus. And so here in 1 John, he's saying, you have an anointing from Jesus Christ. God's hand is on you. God's doctrine is in you through Christ, through the gift of Christ. And it is Jesus who promised in the upper room and fulfills at Pentecost the sending of the Holy Spirit on the church. And that Holy Spirit, he said, would be there to instruct them and to bring to their remembrance everything that they needed to know. So John, here writing to the church late in his life, says, you've got what you need to know. You don't need other things. You've got what you need to know. He says, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. So he's really affirming the church at that point. He's saying, I'm not writing to you because you're in error. I'm writing to you because you're the church. And I want to make sure that you as the church are rooted, grounded deeply in the truth and that that is for you an unshakable thing verse 20 uh, can be translated uh, two different ways if you're looking at a King James Bible uh, it would render one little phrase and you know all things meaning John would be saying you know not every, nobody knows everything except God but you know all the things that you need to know uh, the stronger Greek manuscripts have it uh, as the new American renders it there you all of you have come to know all of you the church all of you the real believers have come to understand this you've come to know these things and and he's really saying because you know these things this is your foundation when you get up tomorrow morning you rise up to face a new week tomorrow morning what's your platform what's your foundation from what foundation do you launch into the world to make a difference John is concerned because he sees the false teachers. Who is the liar? Verse 22. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? It's got a definite article there. He is the Christ. So, John's primary concern in doctrine is the doctrine of Christ. Now, you can talk about all kinds of uh, points of theology, eschatology, and ecclesiology, and all theologies. Uh, John seems to have as his first concern uh, around 90 AD is protecting and preserving the doctrine of Christ. He begins his gospel when he writes that, written in the same time frame. He begins that with, in the beginning was the Word, meaning Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was deity, John declares, at the beginning of his gospel. He knows Luke's told you about the shepherds and Matthew's told you about the wise men and he doesn't go back and rewrite all of that. But he says, this is what I want you to know As my first thought. Jesus is deity. Jesus is God. And here to uh, his audience in this letter that accompanies the gospel, that, that affirms the gospel that he wrote, this is what he wants you to know. Anybody that messes with that, is out of bounds anybody that messes with that has ceased to be christian this is the antichrist the one who denies the father and the son and he's going to take the father and the son and link them together so that it's impossible to legitimately separate uh, what you say about god and what you say about christ who's the liar the one who denies uh, comes up short in the doctrine that Jesus is not a Christ, but the Christ. The Jehovah's Witnesses uh, take John 1.1 from the Gospel of John and make it Jesus is a God. That's heresy. And they uh, take away the deity of Jesus. Same thing could be done here. It's not that Jesus is a Christ. Jesus is the Christ. That's why he would say, in his own words, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. There is no plan B. There is no alternate way to get here. I could have come to church this morning any number of ways. Bellevue was the direct way. I could have come down uh, various other routes. But when it comes to the matter that he talks about here, there is one way. There's one provision From a sovereign God to a sinful world, it's Jesus Christ. And John says, Jesus is the Christ, uniquely Christ, the Christ, the one and only Christ. And he says, anybody that doesn't believe that's a liar and is denying the central doctrinal point of the Christian faith. Now, obviously, because John's writing that, some are already beginning to teach that. And for two thousand years of church history, we've seen all kind of false teachings and cults that have gone out. When I was in seminary, I wrote—I I did not write—I read uh, the book, *The Four Major Cults*. You say, "Well, what are the major cults?" Well, the Mormons or the Latter Day Saints would certainly be on that list. Why? Because of 1 John two twenty-two, if nothing else. Uh, Their doctrine of Christ is heretical. Do you know that they believe that Jesus and Satan were brothers? Uh, Most Mormons don't even know that, but that's what their patriarchs taught. Do you know that they teach Jesus was just a man who became a god, and you're just a a man, and you can become a god too? Just like him? you're on the same trail with Jesus. You just got to catch up to get on par with him. That's heresy. That's right in the face of 1 John 2.22. Jesus is the Christ. He is unique. He always has been. He always will be. He existed in eternity past. He's in a league you will never uh, be a part of yourself. You can become godly. You can become more Christ-like. But you will never be the Christ. And so anybody that teaches that pool of theology is uh, a heretic. You cannot really understand that and believe that and find salvation, genuine salvation. The Jehovah's Witnesses are active in the world today. We bump into them all over the place in Zambia, Malawi, uh, spreading their false teaching. It's uh, a recooking of the old theology uh, that uh, comes early on in Christendom that takes away the deity of Christ. Uh, They have, through the Watchtower Society today, uh, re- Revived the Arian heresy Arius was a false teacher early on in Christendom uh, that just says Jesus was a great example uh, but they deliberately undermine the deity of Christ and the uniqueness of Christ and John says you can't be that and be a Christian too so uh, while they have a lot of nice people they do have one place a kingdom hall here in our town it's small uh, so they are still around uh, but their movement is spreading overseas, and it is not Christian. It uses a lot of our vocabulary. A lot of things that sound pretty good, but it is not Christian. A third thing in the four major cults was uh, Christian science, which is neither Christian nor scientific. It's uh, heretical and very unchristian and uh, very unintellectual. Uh, some of my own family, several generations back, got messed up in that when that was a stronger movement. My grandfather, uh, that I remember well, was a medical doctor. His father was a medical doctor. But my grandmother's brother married into the Christian Science Church. He never joined it, but his wife was a part of that. And the family story goes that uh, they had several children, and one of their children became sick, and because of their commitment to the Christian Science movement, they didn't medically treat that child, and the child died. Horrible thing. And then another one became sick, and so my uh, strong character, medical father, grandfather, went and knocked at their door and said, I've come for the child, and the child's going with me to the hospital. And I guess they were intimidated enough by him that they said, well, okay. And he took that child to the hospital, treated the child, and the child lived uh, and had a good life but crazy stuff that's put out there that is absolutely poisonous, but it uses Christian vocabulary, and it is right in the face of 1 John 2.22. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the answer. Uh, he lived a perfect, sinless life and died in our place and rose again in absolute victory. He is Jesus, the Savior. He is God's plan for your salvation. And John is writing with a sense of urgency to the church. Don't let anything tamper with that theology, with that doctrine. Verse 23 says, Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. So you you can't be okay with God apart from Christ. Now, you might not like to hear that that might not fit in well with the the trend of the time but that's biblical uh, it is all about Christ and the, the role of Christ in our lives and you hear uh, the popular street theology of the day is that well we're all just children of God and every everybody's really pretty good and, that, and most people are pretty good and and God is pretty nice and because God's pretty nice most people that are pretty nice are going to be okay and and John says no 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 If you don't have the Son, if you don't know Christ, you don't know the Father. You have no foundation. And he's not writing to condemn or to pick on people. He's writing with a sense of urgency to call people to Jesus. Whoever denies the Son doesn't have the Father. But whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. All real Christians have the Father also, John says. Verse 24... As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Now, I don't know exactly who John's writing to and exactly what he means by that. It's possible that John's living in Ephesus as he writes this, and it's possible that some of the people that he's addressing heard the gospel from the Apostle Paul when he came to Ephesus. But they're about 40 years into the Christian faith experience uh, here in uh, the Ephesian area. The, The church is moving. It's about 60 years into the church age since Pentecost. And he says, you know, we got everything we needed to know back at the beginning from Jesus. What he taught, what he lived, the example he gave, what he provided for us, the package of the gospel and the foundation of the New Testament, that's what you had and you've had that from the beginning and we've not changed our theology, John is saying. If you heard from the beginning, if that abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And again, he links the Father and the Son together as a package and you can't have one without the other. He says, you must remain in solid doctrine. Verse 25, this is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life. He says that uh, there are different ways he could have phrased that in a Greek New Testament. He, re- he phrases that in the strongest possible way. This is the promise, that which he promised to us, life. I mean, the eternal. And that's what he really says. He said, I'm not just talking about life or a better deal. He says, I'm talking about eternal life. That was the promise. And the promise is inseparably linked to a solid doctrine of Christ. And John says, oh, don't mess with that. Don't tamper with that. That's essential to who we are. These things I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you, trying to lead you astray trying to uh, confuse your thinking and get you to think like they think uh to your own spiritual detriment as i'm writing these things or uh, these things were presented to me by you in writing uh, to safeguard your heart don't be deceived there is more false theology in the world today than probably ever and you can google up all kind of ways uh, to depart from the christian faith uh, and there are crazy things outside the church and some pretty crazy things within Christendom uh, that are erroneous doctrines. And so John is praying that the church would be discerning and not deceived and would be solid and grounded. in all the doctrines of the Christian faith, but especially Christology, the doctrine of Christ and who Jesus is. And you cannot, you cannot forfeit that uh, in the Christian faith experience. And he writes a long verse in verse 27, as for you, the anointing, God's hand on them, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The Holy Spirit abides in you according to the promise of Jesus, if you're a real Christian. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Sunday school class. He's just saying you don't need a new doctrine mixed in with what you have, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. I say often, and I like to say it uh, to young people, but to all people true Christianity, pure Christianity is so awesome, it is so glorious, it is so great, it is so profound, it doesn't need to be doctored up by sensationalism and crazy doctrine. The wonder of the finished work of the cross doesn't need help. It is absolutely incredible. It interrupts all of history. It is the most important thing that ever happened. It can't be supplemented. You can't add to what Jesus did for you. And so John says... Stay true, stay true, stay true. Your life must be built on Christ, centered on Christ, under the lordship of Christ, for Christ, for his glory. It's all about Jesus Christ. He is the Messiah, the Christ. And there is no other, no legitimate other. There will be Antichrist and there will be the Antichrist someday. But Jesus is the Christ he is the true anointed one from on high. He is your only, only hope. Now, you could get into all kinds of discussions, and you can and we will and and all that about, well, what about people in this group and this? Can you be in that and be a Christian? Can you be in that and be a Christian? The crucial issue when you stand before your Maker is: have you trusted Jesus Christ? Uh, when I first started Traveling on an airplane, the most important thing to remember were your tickets. You had to have your ticket. You remember air, airplane tickets, Some of you that travel. Uh, you remember when you had to have tickets? Uh, and that was so important, and you just didn 't leave home without double checking to make sure you had your tickets uh, and then, then everything else. You had to have the and first time I went on a trip without tickets, I was just so anxious going to the airport it 's like uh, but i don 't I don't have anything. And I had my itinerary and all that. And you go up and, and the, the polite people at the counter say, you know, I, you know I, all I've got is uh, I've got this itinerary. They, they just say, just show us your passport. So, you, oh, OK, but, but do you need this? to? No, just show us your passport. But also, just show us your passport. And they put that thing in there, you know, and and they know everything they need to know about you. Probably more than they need to know about you. Probably more than you want them to know about you. But they know that you're credentialed, that you're an appropriate person to get on the flight. And it all comes alive. When you stand before uh, Christ someday, it won't be about whether you belonged here or you belonged there, or what translation of the Bible you read, or it will be did you trust Christ? Are you a sincere follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you see him as the way, the truth, and the life? Have you really invested everything in that with no other hope? That's your passport. That's the gospel. That Christ and Christ alone died in your place. That Christ and Christ alone rose victoriously over the grave. And he is the solution. And John, old John, old aging patriarch John says, Don't mess with that. Don't lose that. That is essential. That's foundational to your individual, personal, spiritual destiny and well-being even in the present. And it is crucial to what you present to the world. The greatest challenge to the Baptist world and evangelical Christianity across Georgia and beyond uh, today is not the Latter-day Saints and it's not the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's people within the ranks who have faulty theology who don't understand the gospel the pure simple profound gospel that christ has finished his work and he has paid the price in full and it's all about him and so john calls us home and let us be at home in the doctrine of the christology that the bible presents Let us lift high Jesus and trust him fully and honor him in all things because he is the Christ. And John says, don't forget that. Bow with me if you will. Father, we're grateful this morning for so great a love and so great a savior. Father, we pray with gratitude for Jesus the Christ, the one who brings life eternal. Uh, We are inclined in our humanity and our, our weakness and our confusion to want to supplement what you have done. And we just want to come this morning affirming what you have done on our behalf. As our sovereign Lord and God, Father, we look to you and trust you fully. May it be that we in our own lives are grounded in the truth. And may it also be that here locally and to the uttermost parts, we are proclaimers of the truth of the simple but profound gospel of Jesus. For we do pray in his name. Amen.